0: Don't let a DUI charge ruin your life. Get a professional and confidential evaluation from our experienced team at True Heights Treatment. Our evaluations are accepted by the majority of courts in the state of Illinois and provide a comprehensive assessment of your substance use patterns and potential treatment needs. Get the help you need today and start your path to a brighter future. Contact us now to schedule your evaluation at 708-248-7039 or at thtdui.com.
1: The George Brassy Podcast is made possible with funding provided from Brassy Global Strategies, LLC, a leading political consulting, public policy, government affairs, and research firm. Are you interested in running for elected office? Need advice? Call or email George, 708-769-5015. Strategies one at gmail.com.
2: Hey, Dominic, uh, welcome to my podcast.
3: Oh, thank you.
2: Uh, it's an honor to have you on my voyage. voyage, uh, so... Please bear with me.
3: Okay. So
2: um, our guest, Dominic Can Candelero, holds a PhD in MA from the University of Illinois, Urbana Champaign, a BA from Northwestern University. And of course, being from Chicago Heights, we have to mention he's also um class of nineteen fifty eight Bloom Township. Yeah. Dominic, I'm interested. Oh, good year. Say that one more time
3: that was a golden year
2: yeah what was it like uh, graduating in 1958 from bloom
3: well uh the football team was all victorious for one thing and uh the uh, basketball team had had jerry colangelo on it the year before uh he had graduated a year before that and bloom was in the, and bloom won the state uh track uh, tournament uh that year or a couple of years running uh, in those days so uh we were really big in sports uh uh it seemed as though the uh, the school was running uh on uh running full steam it was a period where before uh Marian catholic opened and uh before uh homewood Flossmore opened so we had uh, uh, a lot of uh, students from the Homewood Flossmoor area of upper middle class, middle class uh, to mix in with uh, our Italian, black, Polish, etc. Uh, so it, it was quite a school. And uh, I, our, uh, our last book on uh, uh, Chicago Heights at the Crossroads, uh, The Narrative, uh, has a a picture of the building of bloom and uh, bloom itself i think has been a fantastic uh uh driver of the community and uh, i think a lot of us can look back to to bloom as being the foundation for uh a good education and uh, a good experience uh, in uh, inter personal and intergroup uh, relationships uh, etc I, I think uh, you know we're from bloom couldn't be prouder is uh, uh, it's it's been a great institution for the city and a continuing one even though uh, the city has changed so much as you know uh, from being an industrial town with a a, uh, a strong big commercial area with more than a hundred stores on uh, Illinois street and Halstead and uh, uh, going to what we have now, a a sort of ransacked community. The uh, industries are gone. And so is our, is the business district. And, and uh, uh, I think it's really important. uh, The books that uh, Barbara Paul and I did in those, uh, years now more than 20 years ago, uh, that they were published. Uh, when we had a good advantage, Barbara Paul was, uh, the librarian and, and, the, uh, unofficial or official historian of the city. And, uh, I was working in the mayor's office. I had, a, I have, still have it a PhD in history. And, uh, uh, I had grown up in the community. A lot of uh, the uh, final chapters in the book are uh, very much connected to my personal experience uh, growing up on 23rd Street uh, near East End on the hill.
2: I definitely want to speak a lot about that personal experience. Tell me, when you were in Bloom High School, did you know that you wanted to, to go grow up and become a professional historian?
3: Uh, no, I, I was, uh, uh, I, Bloom was, uh, was integrated, but there was, there were, we were on different tracks. A lot of us were on different tracks. I got onto the, uh, uh, college bound track or whatever they were calling it in those days, uh, and, uh, uh, interacted with, uh, mostly, uh, Uh, A a lot of uh, the kids from Howard Flossmore uh, who were uh, overwhelmingly uh, in that that track. And uh, uh, somehow the people around me and uh, some other friends uh, were sort of upwardly mobile, middle class. I came from a working class family. My father was a construction laborer, uh, an immigrant, and uh, uh, who came in 1925. um, Penniless and uh, uh, well, we were. uh, I uh, did not have a a positive self image when I was growing up. I uh, somehow was made to feel that uh, being uh, uh, Italian or uh, uh, Italian ways uh, were inferior to the middle class American ways and. Uh, I was not proud to be an Italian. This was a period not long after uh, World War II. And during World War II, of course, Italy was uh, an enemy country. And uh, uh, it's not something that you would really be proud of to be identified with uh, one of the uh, mussolini Mussolini uh, was a, a, a point of uh, ridicule and uh, shame. And so... Uh, I, I did not grow up uh, uh, having teachers saying, how wonderful it is that you have access to two languages. You should study Italian more, uh, completely so you're bilingual when you grow up and uh, you'll, be, you'll have uh, double the opportunity of uh, double the points of view on uh, things and your language uh, skills will be increased. <laughs> Well, that didn't happen, but I got, we got a decent education. I went to Garfield School uh, in Chicago Heights and then to Washington School. And uh, it was all challenging uh, and, uh, and rewarding. I was a good student. I didn't have uh, – uh, I was not very rebellious. I did what the teachers told me to and uh, – uh, and it was rewarded by the system.
2: And, and did the, the interest in history, did that begin at bloom at Garfield? When did the interest in history begin?
3: Oh, I don't know. I don't think it really began until, uh, I started getting good grades in, at Northwestern. In, <laughs> in, in history and, uh, not very good grades in, uh, uh, things like, uh, calculus and, uh, I, I I was telling people in my senior year in high school that I was going to be a math major but uh I uh, it didn't turn out that way I became a history major historian history teacher writer
2: yeah. I think the study of history is probably the most important study a person um can can really love um in my work as a psychotherapist I do a lot of work uh, with my clients' history. I'm looking at your uh, CV from Loyola and it's got this quote saying, history is a journey of self-discovery and it is a dialogue between past and present. It sharpens our critical thinking skills and broadens our outlook. With that being said, why is it important for current Chicago Heights residents to kind of understand the past um, history of the city and read your books?
3: Oh, well, uh, I think it's always important to have a, a long, uh, have to have a memory. It's like uh, uh, a person, a person without a memory uh, is uh, really handicapped uh, compared to a person with a memory uh, individually. Uh, but it gives you perspective. It gives you a sense of the, that things are complicated. It gives you a sense that, oh, uh, well, the, uh, uh the, the game is never really over that there's always a chance that things will change that if people in the past could persevere through immigration uh, and uh, integration uh, as uh, I- uh, immigrant ethnic groups or uh, they could get through <coughs> world war 2 and world war 1 and we have a section in the the book, the, the narrative book, uh, on uh, uh, Chicago Heights during the 1918 uh, 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 flu epidemic. And uh, well, we can possibly compare it to the present one, but uh, it, it was uh, uh, pretty significant. I uh, waded through the uh, Star newspaper and uh you'd see long lists of obituaries you'd see stories about uh, the funeral homes being uh over uh, subscribed and not knowing what to do with the bodies uh the, no funerals being held no church uh, uh no cinema or anything like that uh no gatherings the mayor declaring the uh, gatherings uh, out of uh uh, out of bounds for the people. And so it was, uh, um, uh, it gives you a sense that you can have some appreciation of the, of the present, uh, and put it into perspective and, uh, basically not panic. Uh, this, uh, this sort of thing has happened before you can go through, uh, ancient history with all sorts of, uh, and, and and literature, too, with all sorts of examples of situations that uh, people faced and how they faced it. And uh, there, there are lessons of history. Some people say, yeah, there are lessons of history, but sometimes we always learn the wrong ones. And uh, 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 the, the lesson of the Vietnam War was partly based on the fact that if you give a... An inch, they'll take a mile, just like Hitler did, and uh, that uh, drove us into uh, a uh, uh, an unneeded war, I think. And uh, uh, but you you have to be careful, and and also learn that uh, things are complicated. There are many factors. There are no uh, uh, easy. Uh, so, uh, easy solutions and those who offer easy solutions are uh, uh, misleading you.
2: Tell me about what lessons did you learn working um, as an aide to Mayor Sam Cimbrone? uh
3: That, that uh, I was really a, a virgin in politics and I did not realize that built into our system is the uh, a battle uh, uh the uh the, the interests of the community the people the uh, people's representatives are there to represent the different interests and uh by definition they will disagree with each other and be sometimes disagreeable uh so uh, that was part of it uh, another part uh i uh I learned i got an opportunity really to uh try to develop a, a sense of community a sense of identity with uh, uh the city as as uh, as I remembered it, it it seemed that Chicago Heights was a, a small town where everybody kind of knew each other and everybody had had the same experiences uh to uh, to some extent, although there were the ethnic differences, obviously, but um, when we were in office uh, uh, we did uh, we decided to take history and and uh, use it. Chicago Heights was old, had a long history well let's use that history to enforce our identity and uh, so we wrote the books we started the historic preservation committee uh we started the uh, uh, and and we did a lot of activities with the historic preservation committee, including the house walks and the, the various other uh, uh, sort of field trips uh, into Chicago Heights as historic places. Um, we we started the uh, beautification committee the, the, to take some pride in the community, and we did an awful lot of volunteer events. Uh, uh, Christmas in July or something was one of them and the uh, 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 National Night Out uh, in August where uh, we started uh, the bicycle uh, tour Uh, I have to take credit for that Mayor Chambroni did not uh, doesn't ride a bicycle (laughs) and uh, he ended up uh, riding on them uh, the tri, uh, tri-motorcycle tri that uh, the police department had uh, a couple of the years. But I was a bicycle fan. And, and, and so we'd get, uh, I don't know, 100 people out riding bicycles about 15 miles through the city, uh, all the different neighborhoods of the city to kind of show off the good and the bad and the ugly. And uh, uh, we ended up at uh, Thornwood Apartments. And that That's kind of a nice memory. Uh, that I have. And uh, we also worked on, uh, uh, we had plans and we had a grant to uh, uh, do the uh, bike trail. Uh, it uh, it didn't uh, materialize during our administration, but it did materialize later. And I'm kind of happy I was able to ride that uh, once a few years back.
2: I am always um, encouraging people to explore the the city of Chicago. It's on a bicycle. I think it's one of the best ways to really um, understand the city. One thing I also wanted to look, uh, talk about with you is: it looks like in 1993 you were a candidate for township supervisor.
3: Oh yeah. What was that?
2: What was that experience like for you? Oh,
3: baptism of fire. I, oh, that was wonderful. Uh, uh, Paul Green in a locker room at the. Uh, at Governor's State University, uh, where we both worked at the time. Uh, he had been a township officer in, I don't know, Park Forest or wherever, whatever township that was in. And uh, he suggested I run for a, a township... Uh, uh, supervisor. Not supervisor. He was just a member of the, uh, the township... Uh, Candid- Trusty. trustee, yeah, okay, that's what they are, and uh, I had never really taken an interest in it, but some of my friends had been telling me some ne- really negative things about what the, uh, the uh, Panici administration had been doing for the past few years, and uh, it was at that time when the Panitchi, uh court case was going on, where he was convicted for seven, 10 years and where uh, uh, my uh, opponent in that uh, race, uh, I, I'm very proud to say that I'm the only one who ran in 1993 who did not end in prison uh, for uh, township supervisor. So uh, any, anyhow, it was... Uh, uh, a, a really uh, an education uh for me I had never uh, been a political candidate uh, uh I had uh, maybe been interested in the school board but uh nothing else and uh the the uh, democratic uh, uh establishment uh pressured me and uh, Sam chambrone also did uh. Uh, you know, encouraged me to uh, be the uh, the township supervisor candidate of the Democratic Party. We did a lot of campaigning, and uh, the previous uh, candidate, Democratic candidate, lost by twenty five hundred votes. Uh, we campaigned in the midst of winter, uh, and I. I, I did the thing take place? I can't remember quite when. It's probably I remember February as being a big important month during that time. But it wasn't like a winter campaign uh, more than a, a spring campaign, and uh, we came close. We they got scared at the, and the, uh, even our Democratic um, committee men. Um, uh, changed hands at the, toward the end of the campaign, and I don't know quite what happened. Uh, but uh, uh we lost by 400 votes, and uh, uh one of our candidates or two of our candidates won. Uh, the uh, one of the roads and commissioner. Uh, mm-hmm what, uh, was his name Derringer, uh, uh won it and, uh, Wooten won uh, for one of the trustee, uh, community, uh, places, but, uh, it, uh, it, it was, uh, 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 an interesting time. I wrote a little article on it about getting involved in politics and how uplifting it was, uh, in a sense. Uh, and, uh, Uh, I guess it did bring me into the political realm at that time uh, so that when the 1995 campaign came along and uh, Sam Chambrone was a candidate, uh, I got really involved in that. And I may have registered uh, uh, three or four hundred people during that period. He won by 700 votes in 1995. Uh, as opposed to nineteen ninety nine when he won by one vote on election night it changed a little bit to twenty some votes later but uh, it there there was a a time for about six months where uh, we were fighting a court battle uh, uh, going over every uh, item in the uh, Uh, in the election, every document saved in the election uh, day uh, process and uh, trying to uh, uh, explain why so-and-so really did have the right to vote and such and such and all that sort of thing. Um, It 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 is not until uh, the election took place in the spring, it was not until Thanksgiving that... uh, uh, the, the opposing side gave up the uh, fight.
2: That's one of my um, earliest political memories because in 1999 I was about um, 12 years old.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it was, well, I found myself uh, being the most obnoxious. Uh, uh, the mayor is uh, sort of. Uh, he was sort of saintly, like and, and dignified, and I was like uh, the hatchet man or the uh, uh, whatever. Uh, I I was the most partisan of the people in the administration during the election campaigns.
2: You were a true believer.
3: Well, I don't know if I was a believer, but I well, I was a believer in the evil of the other side. <laughs> Uh, which was probably un, um, uh, unfounded in that evil with a capital E. Uh, uh, we certainly disagreed politically, uh, but it was a, uh, uh, a social movement. Uh, uh, the system, the political machine that uh, Panici had built up and the Republicans had built up uh, really... Uh, did benefit people in their uh, life ambitions and uh, in terms of the a lot of jobs that were created and contracts that were created, these people uh, really benefited from it. And I think one of the reasons was that the um, means of uh, earning a, a living in Chicago Heights began to narrow uh once the all the uh uh factories moved out and the the uh and the individual local ownership of the banks and whatnot uh when when i grew up you could name the individual owners of all the banks and all of the the stores uh you know, some there was the Kresge chain and all that but uh we knew uh, who owned most of the other stores and they had family names on them and you could go down Country Club Road and you point to oh that's the mayor's house and that's the publisher's house and uh, that's the architect's house and that's the factory manager of uh, Flintcoat that's where he lives
2: and it's all Like um, what you're describing is that the city didn't really keep pace with globalization once the nineties and the eighties kind of came around. Uh,
3: Yeah. As early as the uh, seventies, things started to fall apart. Uh,
2: I'm curious with, uh, with, when you're talking about the, um, with the jobs and things like that contracts, do you feel that that's something unique to Chicago Heights or is that something that is, a characteristic of most uh, urban politics?
3: Oh, I think it's most urban politics. And uh, Chicago Heights was urban. Uh, And uh, there was uh, sort of ethnic politics going on, Uh, not strictly Italian, but uh, uh, there were some uh, ethnic considerations and ethnic balancing, even with the... uh, the the Republican-oriented party in the uh, 70s and 80s.
2: Very interesting. Well, Dominic, uh, we're about 25 minutes in, and I know we could keep this going on. We'll have to do a part two sometime in the future. Um, I asked you to come up with two books, other than the ones that you've written, that you would recommend for our audience that you think would be important for them to read. Well,
3: uh, Luke Corsino has written a book, uh well one of the books is about uh uh the neighborhood outfit in Chicago Heights and it explains something about uh the organized crime uh set up uh in, in Chicago Heights over the years. Uh, it it didn't it didn't involve that much violence, but it did involve uh the jukebox industry and that sort of thing. And He's, he also wrote about uh, the women's places in uh, the Italian community in a book that I edited called Italian Women in Chicago. And most of all, I think I would uh, uh, recommend to people to subscribe to You Know You're From Chicago Heights. If I read it right, I don't know if, if you're a, a, a subscriber or a... Uh, uh, that's on facebook if if you've seen it on facebook, but they there are seventeen thousand members there, and mm-hmm. th- they constantly write how they miss that community and this and that, and some of them uh some of them are are negative they say oh, there's nothing there left and, uh, but others say all oh, but there was, and it was so nice, and all the rest of the uh kind of uh uh uh, nostalgic uh memories that people come up with and i've been lately i've been posting some pictures on there asking people uh what they are and who's in the picture and (laughs) and it's great uh there there are pictures of I would never know the people in them, but uh, the people on, uh, you know, you're from Chicago Heights, know who's in that, those, those pictures, the group, uh, uh, the group knowledge is, uh, is there.
2: Dominic, I want to close just by reading the last uh, paragraph of the Crossroads of the Nation book. We trust that this history of growth and glories of a hardworking city will inspire its current readers with the can-do spirit exhibited by the diverse group of settlers, promoters, industrialists, immigrants, and their children who have made this fascinating city home. Dominic, thank you for coming on, and uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Okay,
3: well, thank you, George.
2: Talk talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Help George stay on the Chicago Heights City Council. Go and donate today at tinyurl.com slash aldermangeorge2023.
0: Begin to transform your life and work towards inner peace with expert psychotherapy. At True Heights Treatment, our experienced therapists provide personalized, compassionate care to help you overcome life's challenges and reach your goals. Whether you're struggling with depression, anxiety, relationship issues, or other mental health concerns, our team is here to support you. With a warm and welcoming in-person and virtual office atmosphere and a commitment to person-centered and evidence-based treatments, we are dedicated to helping you address your life's challenges. Contact us now to schedule your first session at 708-248-7039 or online at True Heights, TX. Com. Book your appointment today and start your journey towards a happier, healthier life.
1: Need more George? Like his pages on Facebook. Friends of George Brassy PAC, Fifth Ward Business Alliance, Chicago Heights Bicycle and Pedestrian Resource Center, and the George Brassy Podcast.